It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! What's up, Aggie fans? It's time for another Big Blues Day episode of the Hive Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and before we get to our show today, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us, just search at the Hive Sports, uh, and that way you'll be able to stay up all up to date on all the things about the Utah State Aggies and the other teams in the state, but we know that you love to follow the Aggies, so we're going to keep rolling out content for you with this weekly podcast. On thehivesports.com, we have articles we're, we're constantly working on. And, and if you follow our social media, um, you, you can stay up to date there. Um, also, if you can give us a five-star rating and review on, on Apple Podcasts, if you listen there, I know the majority of, of your listeners are listening there um, from our, what our metrics say. But um, but yeah, with that out of the way, let's, let's get this started. Um, so, so today we have a busy slate. We're going to talk about an Aggie that's going to be in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. And definitely we're going to talk about some Aggie basketball because things are starting to trend up. I know that it's been down, but we're going to look at kind of our chances for the postseason. What do the Aggies need to do now that we get to the month of February? And we'll take a look back on memory lane um, of this 21st century so far. We're We've been about 21 years into the 21st century, so we'll look at some of the best, um, the top five Aggie football players. We'll debate that, but without further ado, I want to um, announce a guest that has become very familiar lately. So, so Nate Dunn, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Hey, thanks for jumping on, and and yeah, yeah. we appreciate all you do for the Statesman, for the Aggies, and jumping on this podcast. Um, I guess we'll start out right right now. I see. So Nate, is, for those of you who haven't heard, is a is a diehard Bengals fan, and so right now we're on on recording on Zoom, and he's got his Bengals shirt on. So, Nate, oh, yeah. Before we get to it, um, how, how do you feel about your team? Um, first, not so you had the first playoff win in thirty years, and now you're in the Super Bowl. So how do you, how would you describe this? experience this is the greatest thing to ever happen to me ever in the entire history of anything this is my this is my second team in history to ever be in the championship for something i had the dodgers in 2020 but that was during COVID. so like this is like the first like real real team to be in a championship it's like a full normal championship so it's it is the coolest feeling ever that'll be awesome you, you know sofi stadium would be nice to see the Bengals, you know, after the Aggies had, had had their had their bowl win, you know, the Bengals can be the second team ever to win that's a true. So high, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Bowl game. So that's awesome. But um, so there is a familiar face. I, I know for some Aggies that have been following at least for the last five years. I mean, Jalen Davis, I remember a couple of games. There was one game against BYU. He had a pick in 2017. I think that's one everybody remembers. But um, as far as um, yeah, Jalen Davis's career and him being a part of the Bengals. Um, how, how do you feel about how his college career and pro career has played out so far? Um, I think he's obviously wanted to do a little bit more with his pro career because he's he's been having a lot of injuries this year. I, I can't remember what his injury actually was. Um, 
oh, I can't think of it. No, I can't remember. Um, but that's the ankle, I think, I think. I, yeah, I that's saw right. Something. Yeah. So he, he played 15 games this year. Like we, we kind of talked about before on some of the, the past podcasts. Um, but he hasn't really done anything since, um, I think his last game played was, Ooh, I want to say it was like Pittsburgh at like the end of November or something like that. Like it's been so long since he's, he's played a meaningful game and it's been really hard for him. Um, actually, I don't think he's played. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's been since, since, uh, since the Steelers, um, he, it's, he's on the active roster though. Like he's, he's not on the practice squad. Like he's on the roster. Um, he's been in, in special teams. I know we talked a little bit about punt team is kind of what he's done a little bit. And, and I know he did some defense in the regular season, but to my knowledge, he hasn't played anything yet. Um, yeah, I can't find I'm anything not on it, but too sure. Um, but from what I've seen and looked around for, I don't, I don't see number 35 on the field yet, but hopefully he can get in this next week. We'll see if they need anything there, but hopefully he's played just plays in general. Yeah, definitely. I always love seeing Aggies win the super, uh, win a super bowl ring. I know Darwin Thompson, a couple of, or yeah, Darwin Thompson, a couple of years ago, won it with the chiefs. He had one carry. It was zero yards. He didn't get the best blocks or, or whatever, but, um, but th- th- there's been some pretty good Aggies. Um, Bobby Wagner is probably the most recent one that, that yeah. played a major role. I, I, I mean, part of the Legion of boom. And so, okay. so that was great. So um, either way, um, the, it doesn't matter. Like you're, you're in college, you know, it doesn't matter if, if you're on a group project. Um, every, yeah. If everybody gets an A, even if you, you yeah. don't contribute a ton, like you're just part of the group. So it'd be awesome to see him get a Super Bowl ring. So looking forward. Yeah. I, I hope for his sake and for my sake, he gets a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know in two weeks it's going to be stressful, but it'll be fun. I always like the Super Bowl. You know, they have the, the good halftime show and the commercials like it's, yeah. i've heard something on twitter they were saying today that should be a like a holiday because even people who don't like sports like like to eat the food it. and watch it yeah. and just it's just like an american holiday so yeah i'm heading down to spanish fork for the the super bowl party so it'll be that's all that's why i always go down is for free food and as a poor college student that's that's where you oh yeah it's, it's worth the, the, the gas, the gas. It, because, it really is. Because there's all the is. Super Bowl food. And so maybe we'll get into more of a Super Bowl prep next week. But yeah, Aggies, if, if you if you need a reason to cheer for the Bengals other than to make Nate happy, there's there's an Aggie <laughs> on the team. I know there, there are a couple of Merlin Olsen, like faithful Rams fans, but I mean, his ghost is behind us. And so, yeah, now the current Aggies on, on the Bengals. Um, I know there's a couple of you and I think a Weber state guy on Ram, the Rams. So it's cool to see all the, the players from our state um, playing in, in the Super Bowl. So we, we don't always get that every year. So it would be cool to see that, but yeah. So ne- next week we'll talk a little bit more about Super Bowl preview and, and maybe, maybe talk a little bit more about Jalen Davis, get more in depth, but um, we definitely have to get into hoops. So Nate, I mean, after um, there was a big skid for a while. I think we lost what three in a row, three or four in a four, row. Four in a row, yep. And so, what what was the difference last week? You know, going to host a team that was very hyped, self hyped, um, San Diego State. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, like, what was the atmosphere like? Um, at, like when you were watching that game. 
Well, I remember if you remember me saying a couple weeks ago um, that this team hadn't played a home game in a long time. And then they finally do. And of course they lose on two go ahead buckets. Like, I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, EK scored with uh, 3.3 seconds left and then Shaver hit a three to win it. Like two, two heartbreaking losses at home. But once this team started playing home games, then they get to San Diego state, blow it out of the water. Atmosphere was so crazy that entire week for all Aggie sports. So I think the crowd was electric and you could see the, that uh, other Twitter account that would not be named um, was <laughs> tweeting about it, saying that it wasn't good and there was nobody there. But it was loud. It was very, very, very loud. It was very impressive. Yeah, I think me and a couple of Aggie fans liked poking fun at their expense because, yeah, oh. they, it's funny because they just talk so much. And then their, their last tweet was like, um, like, oh, like, why, why, are, this is super quiet. And then we didn't yeah. hear from them for four or five days. But I, I tweeted now they're back. Too. Yeah. Oh, they are Twitter, back. They, they are, they are back because, I mean, they play, they're playing, as we speak, they're playing New Mexico now. So, they might flex over. I think they were beaten in Mexico last time I saw. So, so we'll let them have that one. I I know New Mexico was kind of a sneaky tough win for us on the road, but I believe this game is play, being played at home. Oh yeah, they're up twenty one as we speak right now. So, um, I know that the, that there were a couple of excuses. Some were saying, oh, they were on COVID for forever, and then they were playing a bunch of games. But you know, everybody has stuff like the Aggies have had two like Ryland Jones and Brock Miller have been out for for a while so I think Brock Miller hopefully he's out um back in um I, I heard he was going to be out at least for the remainder of January somebody one of my friends is, is friends with him yeah. and heard that but um yeah, so I the, guess we'll the, see how he and Ryland are Ryland is a little interesting with his concussion um, yeah because obviously you don't you, you take concussions very seriously which is kind of ironic that two of the most popular two of you know, the three most popular point guards in the state of Utah are in concussion protocol right now with Donovan Mitchell and Rylan Jones. But uh, um, it's interesting because he's been out since New Mexico, right? I think he, he got hurt right, like right during that game in New Mexico. And that was like, I think it was 23 days ago. So we're almost, we're over three weeks. And usually concussion protocol is about two weeks or just kind of depending when you get back. So it's, it's, it's a bummer. Utah State's two and four without Rylan Jones. So is he the piece they're kind of missing? Who knows? They lost to Air Force with him and kind of interesting. But up up to that uh, New Mexico game after that game, they were 10 and five. And then, you know, now now they're sitting at 12 and nine. So who knows if he if he's really going to help. Um, also, it's going to be interesting to see if it's this if it's a similar lineup, like starting lineup going into the game. And if they're going to replace Ryland with with Barristow or and keep that. Yeah, Ashworth. Ashworth has been playing great. That San Diego State game was incredible he'd hit five threes um so it's going to be interesting to see if they move rylan back to the starting lineup and have ashworth be the first one off the bench or have miller be the first one off the bench it's just going to be a lot of a lot of picking for ryan odom yeah it'll be interesting to see but um one thing ryan ryan odom did say that i think he loves it and, and we love the result right but um there hasn't been like one aggie in the last two wins that is just like scored like a big chunk of it it's just a very even spread thing i mean you see and against san san diego state um you had four guys in double figures so Bearstow, ashworth bean horvath um ashworth actually led the team with 17 points so a lot of it was those triples you were talking about yeah. and and we just blew it out of the water the second half just kind of recap that game we were we went into the first half 
um, ahead by a point. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, something just clicked. Um, I think we did pretty well against them. And I think we just kind of asserted our, our will. We just kind of got momentum. We went downhill and kind of punched them in the mouth and they just didn't have an answer. Um, There's a couple of times I thought, oh, it, they, they might've cut it like to, what was it? Like 10 points or so. And I was a little nervous. Yeah. Like, yeah nine, seven points, but then we, we blew it out. So. Yeah. I think we were up like 20 at one point and then they brought it within like, ooh, I can't even, it wasn't 20. It was like 15, I think. And then they got it within like nine and then we call, or it was, it was seven and then we call the timeout. So. Oh yeah. So it's awesome. 13 was a, um, Sorry, so 13 was a pretty nice number for Bean. He had 13 points, 13 rebounds. Um, And, and yeah, we just opened it up. I think that rebounds were were a key. We had 35 rebounds to their 21. They had zero offensive rebounds, and we had nine. So I think we did add that. Plus, we seemed to really move the ball. We got open looks. And against the San Diego State team, that's important because they are are known for their defense. At least everything I've been hearing all season, how great their defense was. Mm-hmm. Um, and this case, in this game, you could say defense was almost like a problem for them. They, yeah. I mean, credit to the Aggies for moving the ball, but but um, I, I suspect, I mean, when they're at their top of their game, they're they're hard to score on um, because of their defense. So yeah. this year, up to date, like their their off their offense has been kind of tough. Like if you saw the Boise State game, they they didn't even score. 40 points they had like 37 points in that okay. loss <laughs> so yeah. I think it was cool to notice the the difference in offensive rebounds <clears throat> excuse me from Boise State to San Diego State because Boise had 16 in that game and Armis was just absolutely insane he had 19 rebounds and like 22 points right, so right. get, going from 16 offensive rebounds to zero offensive rebounds um then it that's just that was like the the key right there was just those offensive rebounds yeah, you get more possessions. Um, then and, and the Aggies shot the ball well, right? Because yeah. we've we've seen them not Absolutely. shoot the ball well, and, and some of those losses, they defend right, but they shoot like twenty something percent from yeah. three. One game was even like five percent, I think. I can't the remember. Air what. Force was it the Air Force game? Uh, it was one of those, but but yeah, it Air might Force should have been that five point three. Yep, one of nineteen. Crazy, yeah. So um, I think it was overall, I mean, it wasn't what we were hoping for three and four in January, but I, th- I think that that winning at the pit is never easy. And then beating San Diego State and and going out Nevada, um, mm-hmm. we, we made, I mean, the Nevada game, if we don't jump into that, that wasn't close. Like that was nope, 29 point win. Yeah. So wasn't too much to worry about there. Um, and again, across the board, this time we had five all, all five starters in double figures. Um, looks like Elder Rock and Bean led the way with 12 points, but very even spread, like like the coach said. And then Shogo with 11 off the bench. Um, He's played so, well the last few games. Definitely. So what do you, what do you think um, about the San Diego State when helped carry the momentum? Because I, I almost worried that we'd just kind of get full of ourselves and just kind of fall back. But, like, what do you think has helped this team – kind of keep this momentum going. I think that win shows that they can beat anybody they really want to. Um, I mean, apart from beating Oklahoma earlier in the year, like that kind of helps. And then that they hadn't had really like a dominant, like this is a quad one win since then. Like they played UTA. And then I think it was like Carroll college, I think. And then 
you know, they beat Weber and New Orleans and Portland State, but like that San Diego State win was their biggest win since Oklahoma. And I think that just shows that they, they can beat anybody. So it's going to be a real big boost, especially the next few games. I think their next three, I think three games, they play Air Force, San Jose State and UNLV. And three of those, three of those are, or two of those are at the bottom of the league. Like or Air Force is right above us, but then San Jose is at the bottom of the league. UNLV is like just a few few above us. So let's it's a pretty favorable schedule, and they're all at home next week. It's just going to be interesting to see if they can win all three of those games. Yeah, this will be a big week. Um, our next tough one will probably be the following week. We'll we'll preview that next week. Um, at, at Wyoming, and then yeah, then then we host them back, and then yeah. So our our, our toughest remaining teams we we do have about four tough teams in the month of february i can see um wyoming's going to be tough at wyoming at san diego state i mean at at the at their arena is always tough i think they always there's a competition between uh, between us to see who can have the craziest student section we we know of course that's the aggies but (laughs) (laughs) um then boise state at boise state will be tough i think colorado state they're they're, they've been kind of struggling they they just lost um, as, as we're recording this, they, they, they lost a close overtime games. They lost to, uh, who was it? Oh yeah. Wyoming, but Wyoming's yeah. a good team, but, but yeah. Lost to UNLV by 14 though. They got blown out at home. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I made a tweet tonight just for fun. I was just said it kind of almost seems like, like a, a peaked in high school type of season, right? Yeah. I saw that. They, yeah. They, they, they were like undefeated and then. And then yeah, they dropped a couple. Um, they dropped those two, and then they dropped one earlier. Oh yeah, they dropped. They got killed by San Diego State. So it's yeah, crazy though because we lost to them. Um, but that was just when we were in a shooting slump. I think um, as long as the Aggies shoot like this, if we can keep getting good open looks and making them, I think we can make a run. My only concern is like on a night where we just shoot terrible. Like, can we win those close games? I, I think mm-hmm. we've been able to win a couple of them, but just. This month, this last month, it's a difference between three and four record and maybe like a five and two, six and one record in the month. Yeah. So that'll be something to keep an eye on is can we win those close games? Because, I mean, in football, we were the cardiac kids and and we, we did it and kind of kind of shook off, uh, took the monkey off our back from yeah. uh, past years where we just would lose. We, we wouldn't beat um, Pac-12 or Power 5 teams. We'd almost mm-hmm. beat them and come up short. So. I think that yeah. Oklahoma win is looking good. Oklahoma did just get killed by Auburn, but I think they're still like a between a quad one and quad two win. They're they're, they're somewhere around there um, on a neutral site. I'd have to check, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think San Diego State will end up being a good win. It looks like they're gonna probably just use this loss to the Aggies as motivation, and we we may see him again in, in the Mount West Championship. Who knows? It seems like it's like destiny. Like we always end up somehow <laughs> meeting them. Um, the question is like how seeding will go. Like, can we avoid them before the championship? Like we'd, we'd probably just want to be on the opposite end of the bracket um, there. But I think, like you said, we proved we can, we can be anybody, but for sure. Uh, um, any other thoughts on, on hoops? Um, just going to be going to be a fun week. They play three games this week, which is crazy. They're, they're doing their uh, spectrum magic thing tomorrow though. I think they're giving out like 2,500 shirts to students. It's like their big spectrum magic thing. The thing that the gymnastics team had this year. So definitely look out for that. Oh yeah, definitely. I think 
they did that after I graduated, but like, is it, it's like the same color as like the, 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 the spectrum seating. Yeah. seating. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's um, awesome. I will mention as well, Utah state's up to 42 in Ken Palm rankings. So it's that's awesome with the record that we have, crazy. Like, that, yeah. that's the mad respect that they're giving us. And so it, yeah. it's, it's nice that we have those um, rescheduled. It kind of seems exhausting for them to play that many times this week, but we, 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 won that um Myrtle Beach tournament three games in three, in three days so and yeah. like you said beating Oklahoma I I felt like for some reason I don't know if it's just coming from the east coast but Odom like out on the east coast I think he east of the Mississippi River he's like four and oh this season yeah. so yeah um and- there was something awesome about that and and yeah hopefully the Aggies don't get too winded and we can have someone back but like you said it sounds like we definitely want to be cautious and if it's not broke, like we don't have to insert players or fix it or make oh, excuses. Yeah. We, we just next man up. And, and yeah, if Ashworth and everybody plays well, I think we got exactly. a good shot. They're up to 49 in the, in the net rankings as well for the, Oh NCAA. yeah. So 49 in net um, 42 in, in Ken Palm and for the, it looks like uh, the net rankings haven't been updated because it says on the website that it's games through the 30th of January, but Utah state, it has them at 11 and nine and they're, they're 12 and nine now. So I don't know if they're fully updated, but Utah state can move up even a little bit more with when it gets fully updated. I think it gets updated uh, tomorrow. I, I could be wrong, but that's, that's another, another win that's going to push them up a little bit. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think I, I'm not quite sure. I'd have to look into it more how it's calculated, but I mean, j- just looking at, at the strength of schedule and then some of those close losses, I know, and some of those metrics, like a loss is a loss, but um, I think like the quadrants and stuff, I know we've only had, I think probably one Q4 loss, definitely UC yep. Davis and possibly Air Force. Hopefully we can get them up to like, they're a, they they're a quad a, three quad right now. Three. Okay. So that, that, that's good. I think the mountain West is having a lot of respect. I've heard talks of like possibly getting three or four teams in. I, I haven't seen it in a while. I think since right the, the year, right before we joined the mountain West, I think one year they had like, four or five but for the most part it seems like two or three is like our our max just, yeah. we, we just need to as a conference avoid those quad three quad four losses because i think Agreed. if you pile up a lot of those then you basically um turns into one bid league which in, in our dark days of our conference maybe five five or six years ago i think there's one year only one team got in i think fresno or boise one year or, or something yeah but yeah, I think there's be... three teams right now that are that are predicted for the Mountain West. It's Boise. They have Boise as the automatic qualified, like winning the tournament. Then they have Colorado State as a seven seed. Boise's a ten seed, and then uh, San Diego State's the last four in as the the twelve seed. So and then Wyoming's like one of the first four out. So yeah, um... yeah, that's right. Wyoming's the first four out, and who who knows how far the Aggies are behind? I, I put out a tweet earlier asking if Utah State were to either win out or win or be close to winning out without winning the tournament, would they get in and some interesting responses. So it's been close every year. Like that year that Sam Merrill hit the game winning shot. A they lot really of, had to win. I think. Yeah. The Aztec fans. I, so I made the mistake of getting um ticket in the Aztec section and a lot of the fans were crazy, but some of the fans behind me or by me were class and were talking to me and were just saying like, yeah, yeah. You guys are like right on the bubble. Right. And I was like, yeah. And so luckily we won and, um, removed all doubt and unfortunately COVID happened but then last year we were sweating it out a little bit too and, and we had a um, we didn't lose a ton of games last year like last like seven or eight 
or something and, and we still had to sweat it out i think we might have had a bad loss or two in there against like unlv but um the game against colorado state ended up being like a play-in game because basically because we made it to the championship they didn't and so then they ended up in the I'm nit and yeah so yes. I think it would be really close if, if, if we can beat some of these teams, like we need some of the other teams to play well and be quad one wins. Like if, mm-hmm. if Colorado state can kind of figure it out and um, be a quad one win when we play them again, maybe beat, if we beat San Diego state on the road, that definitely will end up a quad one win. I think as of now, we, we already have one quad one win against them. I know about home versus away that, that changes the requirements, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So it'll be cool to see that. And oh, just one last thing on on the women's team, they um, ended the month. They had a close, awesome win against San Jose State. Um, that was on the road, and and that tip in shot. Um, I, I know a lot, some of my Aggie friends like looked at it a hundred times, and you could see it barely, maybe a barely. tenth, less than tenth of a second, and just yeah. got got off her tips of her fingers. Um, they did. I was disappointed. They they did lose to Fresno State. But overall, um, it's good for them. I I can see things trending up. Um, and, and I mean, they got had their first home win in conference against Wyoming. Um, overall, the standings they're still kind of near near the bottom. They're they're second to last to San Jose State. So it was nice to avoid that last spot because if they can jump up a little bit, and I mean, because if you're a, an 11 seed, I know the Aggies, Lady Aggies, were the first to do it a couple of years ago, I mean, or maybe it was even last year, two years ago, they, they were the first team in Mountain West history to win a, a tournament game, a, the women's game as an 11 seed. So, mm-hmm. but it, it's probably easier to play the seven, 10 or eight, nine, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to cheer for them. Um, this week they play, they host San Diego state and UNLV. Those are both going to be tough, tough ones, but I think that, they can they they can do well. I'm I'm halfway kind of thinking of making the trip up to Logan and going to UNLV. So so yeah. I think it, I'm uh I think I'm working one of those games this week. So I'm I'm definitely going to one of them. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of hard. I think I I I kind of want to go to both, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how things work out. You know, taking the the family. So with nap schedule with my daughter might be crazy, but yeah yeah. Um, yeah, I think before we move on, yeah, there's a, we took her to like the junior Aggie game last year and, and she made it through like one half and then, and then she had to go take a nap. And so I just watched the second half with my friend, but yeah, it's, it's fun trying to take kids, kids to games in the Aggie gear, but yeah, but yeah, but lastly, I just kind of wanted to debate or just have a conversation about the top five. Aggie football players of the 21st century. I've been on a kick lately, like in one of our other team podcasts on like the top of the, of the century, because the Aggies have had some great um, people like Merlin Olson um, in, in the previous century and Jose Fuentes that the, the, there's, there's a lot of them, but in the 21st century, we really started to see more, more Aggies make the NFL. Like you can look around the NFL and um, it's possible that you'll find an Aggie on on one of the, one of the teams, um, some play bigger roles than others, like yeah, Bobby Wagner. But um, I, I kind of had a short list of five players and one player that's like TBD for me. Um, but if we just look at their Aggie careers so far, 
Um, so th these are the six and let me know if there's any you think I missed, but um, I'm still trying to decide how I'll rank them. But I mean, Bobby Wagner is pretty undisputed, like the number one, the century. He, he might have a case with Merlin Olson one day. We'll, we'll have to see, but I have him. And then recently I yeah, Devin Tompkins, one of the greatest receivers. Um, Chris, Chris Cooley was great back in the early 2000s, even though the Aggies weren't great, but he was great for sure. Um, uh, well, one I may, I may have forgotten, we might have to put him in is Kevin Curtis for sure. There's some, yeah, the, the other receiver. Yeah. He, that's a uh, Devin Tompkins broke his record this year. Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely some receivers up for grabs there. Um, Chucky Keaton, Jordan Love and Logan Bonner, I think all, all deserve, um, some props. I, I, I know the QB position is very heralded. So, um, yeah, it, it's definitely hard not to leave, uh, um, at least two out of those three on, on top of the mountain. So, mm -hmm. so if you were to rank those five, like, like where, where, where do you think you, you would put them? I think Bobby at one is obviously perfect. Um, I think I would move, I would switch Devin and Chris, um, I think it's be, strictly just because Devin just had this this year and that was just so amazing. I think if you're ranking individual seasons, I think Devin's is Devin is probably number one. Um, so I think I would put that there. Um, and then then so yeah, I go Bobby, Chris, Devin, Chucky, Jordan, and then and then Logan. We'll see what Logan does this year because he he broke the record for most touchdowns in a year. I I think he did this year. So um, I think that's that's obviously worth noting. Let's see if he can do it again. I think the big thing for Bonner this year is if he can limit the, uh, the turnovers, that was, that was a big, big issue for him this last year. I think he had a, um, a turnover in every game, but like three, I want to say, let's see, I'm, I'm counting in my head real quick. Um, so yeah. New Mexico, he didn't Wyoming, he didn't Hawaii. Yeah. So just three, three games he didn't have wow. a turnover in. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be hard, but if he can limit those turnovers, you know, keep, keep the touchdowns up with 36 and, you know, maybe go for seven or eight interceptions and kind of limit those. I think that he can definitely make this conversation for the top five. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he does without Devin Tompkins too. And, and I hope, yeah. I mean, we got Xavier Williams coming from Alabama, but um, I think, you, you know, and we, and we've seen, I mean, Jordan Love had a year where I think he led the NF or led the NCAA and in interceptions like after he had a great season before, I think, Sometimes as a quarterback, you maybe maybe try to do too much. And um, I think um, Bonner is good, but he definitely had some receivers that helped him look even better than than he is yep, with just I agree. the talent of Tompkins. So I think Bonner has a case. I mean, one good thing he has going for him is, is one of the guys that's currently in the mix. Chucky Keaton is a coach on the team. I think he coaches receivers, right? But still. Running backs, running backs. Run, run, running backs, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool to see him um progress in his coaching career maybe one day he'll be coach of the Aggies but I think yeah if Logan Bonner can just do his best um I feel like generally speaking Chucky Keaton was pretty good dual threat didn't make a lot of mistakes I remember a couple of them so sometimes the ones you remember are tough I think he had a, a like a fumble or something against BYU um his senior year but he he, he just had a lot of interceptions um he was fast that's for sure yeah yeah he, he he was he was really good so um a, a lot of de people debate or wonder like how good he would have been I think I even saw he was like a Heisman like preseason but then he just seemed to get injured a lot after that sophomore year yeah 
But yeah, I think I'd have it them somewhere in there. I think Kevin Curtis, um, that, that was when I forgot initially, but he would definitely be in the mix. Like, cause if you think of great Aggie receivers, you think of, yeah, Kevin Curtis, Chris Cooley, Devin Tompkins, especially like, we'll see how they do. I, I think uh, Devin Tompkins would have to be pretty amazing to match what Chris Cooley did in, in the NFL, just with his size. I mean, Tompkins is really athletic, fast and can jump, but um, he, he has five, eight and, and that kind of hurts sometimes in the NFL, but I mean, there have been res- small receivers that have done well. So um, I think if you're just strictly talking about college, like you said, the, the single season um, makes it hard. Cause like, what, well, if you were to draft somebody, you'd rather have the production all four years. Right. Cause that, mm-hmm. um, that, that would have, if he had produced that, that rate in other years, and I know we didn't have maybe the whole squad to make that happen, but we, we might have won a couple more games if he was putting up these type of numbers in, in yeah, past years. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I really think Bonner can make this list. It's just um, – um, A lot of work there's, too. Yeah, a lot of work. Like, you can't get satisfied because in this league, you know, San Jose State went from winning the Mountain West to really struggling this year. So, I think health is a major factor. I think the Aggies have been – were relatively healthy this last year. So – um, that that'll play a big factor but personally yeah I would agree with you on on Wagner and then um, I still don't know what what I would do I probably definitely put Chris Cooley and and hopefully not, not just because of his pro because we're only rating college but like he had the better yeah. overall he did have um, a great career pro career that it was crazy too because his his most uh, his most receptions and most yards a year he had like the least amount of touchdowns so it's it kind of funny yeah definitely um, I think Jordan Love I might put him ahead of Keaton just I know I know he struggled and he his junior year and only played three years but I think that just does something for recruiting right having a person who can be a first round draft pick in NFL like not that doesn't happen every year for mm-hmm. for a lot of the teams so he may be the starter next year depending on what Aaron Rodgers does so yeah we'll have to see and he, he looked okay I, I know he made some mistakes but I mean he's, 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 he's young. still young <laughs> yeah he's very yeah. Young. I mean, not everybody can be Joe Burrow, right? <laughs> and no, Joe Burrow nobody and, can be Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow and Jordan Love played each other, actually, um, um, the, the year that Burrow won the championship. It was not not a close game. It was close um, after the first quarter. It was still tied. Yeah, but um, hopefully we'll see. Um, hopefully our, our next opponent, you know, Alabama, that's, that's coming up. And so hopefully we can at least make it close for, like you said, a, a couple quarters and see what happens. Yeah. I know 11 years ago, um, I don't know. Um, yeah. 11 years ago, we nearly beat the defending champion Auburn Tigers. Auburn. Yep. Yep. And maybe so, the defending champion, Alabama Crimson Tide. We'll see. Yeah. I guess they were the runner up <laughs> this year. That's crazy. Sorry, but... runner up. Yeah. I college football was so long ago. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it almost seemed like, I think I also made another tweet that was like, Oh yeah. It seemed like college football. Um, is over and we're kind of over like because you know y- y- you see all the rivalry smack yeah. in the state but 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 then but then like the after the fred warner hit that's a whole nother story then then yeah the rivalry twitter started heating up again but yeah. it'll be interesting because there's um yeah no no cougars in this um in this super bowl nope. I, going back to super bowl but we have some utes there's three utes actually there's matt gay and then no, no, not Michelski. Yeah, Weddle and um, who is the other one? Oh yeah, 
yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Terrell Burgess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so they, they got them and, and there, there's also a Weber state guy. I'm trying to remember his name, but he doesn't do uh, a, a ton, but, but yeah. For the Rams. Yeah. For the Rams. I, I, I believe. Um, is it, Oh, is it a Williams? Jonah Williams. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and then you just got Jalen Davis. So I guess, any ending on that note, um, yeah, cheer for the Bengals, right? <laughs> yes, only the Bengals. That's that's the only, that's the standard. If you're a Rams fan, you're an Aggie fan first, and you cheer for the Bengals, right? Right. <laughs> but yeah, anything else on on the Aggies this week, in, like Olympic sports or any anything else to to watch out for? Gymnastics. They were really good against BYU. They came up, I think it was like point two five points short, super close. They're they're against Ball State on Friday, so. Yeah, that was at BYU too, and yep. Um, yeah, there's been some good track performances. I think there's a best of Utah. If, if you're in Utah County, like me, I, I think that the Eccles Ice at uh, one of the ice arenas down here, they're they're playing at BYU, and and USU's hockey has done really well. I, I know it's like not a club not officially with USU, but it's they're they're huge. Watch. They're huge. Everybody loves watching them. Yeah, yeah, they, they. I remember them being huge when I was there. I remember one time they beat BYU like seventeen to three, and everybody was just going crazy, like shaking the the glass and stuff. <laughs> and, but yeah, that's fun. Well, yeah, Nate, thanks for jumping on, and, and yeah, until then, yeah, we'll have two weeks of. Um, we are a Bengals podcast too, right? <laughs> Who day go Aggies? TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.